You're listening to Comedy Central. Mrs. Tina Lee Chapman, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Mrs. Tina, I'm, I'm going to start with you. You penned an open letter to some of the most powerful people in this country, and in it, you shared so many emotions that many Americans share, many mothers share, and many Black mothers share specifically. It was emotional, it was powerful, and the gist of it was the government needs to dedicate money to making sure that everybody has access to voting in the November general election. That was a big step for you to take. What did you hope to achieve from an open letter? Well, I was hoping with the help of the uh, Mothers of the Movement and the Leadership Conference and um, some of my friends who signed on to the letter to just make some noise about it and bring attention and awareness to it because quite honestly, until I started working with the uh, Leadership Conference on, and I still vote, I didn't even realize that there was a bill on the table and that it had been approved way back in May by the House of Representatives, but it, that it was sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. And I just feel like mm-hmm. it's our right to that money to create a safe um, environment for people to go out and do their civic duty. You shouldn't have to choose between the two. So it was really important and hopefully, you know, it brought, it shined a light on that for, for people and connected the dots. Yeah, that, that was one of the lines from your letter that really struck a chord with so many people. And that was, we should not have to choose between public health and a functioning democracy. Many people do feel like that is going to be the choice that people need to make. Uh, it, it feels like that, that, that struck a chord with you on a very personal level. Tell me why. Absolutely, because of all the voter suppression, the recent uh, elections that they held and people were waiting for five hours. Um, you know, 650,000 people were registered to vote and they had one voting location. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We're in America. And a lot of people contact uh, contracted COVID from being out. Why do you have to decide between the two when, you know, the government mm-hmm. is giving funds to companies, to big business, to uh, to help them out, and then you don't want to spend the money to help uh, create a safe environment for us to vote. It's it's just like a no brainer. I don't understand it. Lee, you, you, you've been instrumental in pushing this cause forward. You know, yourself and Mrs. Tina have, have, have become a, a power duo in moving this idea through the halls of Congress and hopefully through the Senate as well. What do you think people miss about this conversation? You know, there's a lot of people who say like, oh, I don't think there's an issue. If you want to wait to vote, you, if you want to vote, you'll wait to vote. You know, I don't know why people are complaining. What do you think they're missing in the conversation? Voting really needs to be safe and accessible, and we need to have a democracy where everyone can participate. And that's why we're calling on Congress to pass the HEROES Act, because it would provide an essential $3.6 billion in funding during this pandemic so states can mail absentee ballots to voters, so so voters can have at least two weeks of early voting where they can safely social distance and cast their ballot. You know, it's so critical that voters have all options to cast their ballot um, this November, and it's really a travesty because yesterday the Senate um, introduced the HEALS Act, 
which actually allocated zero funding for elections. And the next two weeks are going to be critical when it comes to making sure that this election funding is in the final stimulus package that actually passes Congress. So that's why Ms. Tina, um, the leadership conference and our Insta I Vote campaign is doing everything we can to you know, drive calls to the Senate, um, texts and tweets to make sure that voters don't have to choose between you know, their health and their vote this year. There, there are a lot of people in America who are really concerned about the idea of um, mail-in voting. You know, obviously the president doesn't help with his tweets and his messages, but, but there are many Americans on the ground who say, I just don't feel safe with this idea. Surely we should go there to, to deliver our ballot in person. Aren't we setting ourselves up for some disaster? Votes going missing, votes being tampered with. How do you respond to that concern? Vote by mail is safe, it's secure. Over five states exclusively use vote by mail. Um, so it's something that, you know, one in four Americans used to cast their ballot in 2018. So we're advocating for increased vote by mail, but also increased ways where people can drop it, drop it off. Like Ms. Tina said, um, you know, there are absentee ballot drop boxes all across Washington. California has it. So we really need all options for voters to cast their ballot this year. As you said, so many so many states have done it. Well, I guess it's a small amount relative to the to the larger number, but are you worried at all that these states will be able to implement it properly? I mean, we've seen how how you know how American states can botch a new election or a new idea, whether it, whether it be for the primaries or anything else. Are you worried that trying to do something new may lead to a disaster that then adds, you know, just even more sparks to the to the flame that's already burning in this country? You know, we're 100 days, fewer than 100 days out from the election. And so um, it's essential that states receive this funding now because time is running out. So um, that's why we've been pushing on Congress, because states need to be able to hire more poll workers. You know, states need to be actually um, able to purchase more machines, more absentee ballot scanners. So all this takes time and money. And so that's why time mm -hmm. is of the essence when it comes to making sure that um, states are ramping up vote by mail so voters can cast their ballot this year. It is gonna be a contentious year. It is gonna be a year where everyone is watching the polls even closer than ever before. And it feels like people are going to be in a place where when the election comes around, we may not know the results, for a day, two days, maybe three days, maybe even longer. Are you worried at all about what that might do to the country when you have a president who has already started planting the seeds uh, for the idea that mail-in uh, voting is fraud? Well, you know, what the president is saying through his tweets and through Facebook, it's really a scare tactic, plain and simple. Um, you know, turnout's going to be very large this year. And so it is going to take time for local election officials um, to process those ballots. So it's, we all need to get comfortable with the fact that we may not know the election results for at least a week after election day. You know, I think Americans are used to watching the news on election night and getting those instant results, but right. we need to let the process play out, um, let a local election officials do their job and um, you know, count those ballots. I have to ask you a question about what happened in Louisville. That, that became like a, a very strange um, point of contention for people in, in talking around about elections. Everyone saw the lines. Everyone saw people stuck outside. They saw how they had to extend voting hours. But at the same time, officials in Louisville said, hey, we had one of the largest turnouts and our mail-in voting worked. And, and really we had to compromise between mail-in voting and having polling stations open. Do you think 
that it has to be a choice? Does America have to choose between mail-in voting and having enough polling stations? Not if it's funded, which is exactly what we're talking about. If there is funding available, then there's, we just don't want to give them any excuses. But I don't think that you should have to, uh, that one should affect the other. They should both be available because it's our right as Americans to have that choice. Yeah, and in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, there was one polling place for over 600,000 voters, as Ms. Tina mentioned earlier. And when those polls closed, we saw images of voters banging on the doors to get in. Right. You know, when you're in line, when the polls close, you're entitled to vote. So, you know, it, they eventually did get in, but, you know, we shouldn't have long lines. We shouldn't have voters having to bang down the doors in order to cast their constitutional and fundamental right to vote. You're both on the front lines pushing this message in Congress throughout the halls. Is there something that people at home can do if they want to help out? Yes. If you go to And Still I Vote, it will just put you through the process to call the senators. And we need to bombard them with phone calls. And um, don't give up. Just keep going because, you know, this is just so important. And it's important to, to all people, but especially black and brown people. There has to be a change, guys. And I would just add, you know, register to vote. Um, check to make sure that you're registered. You know, over 17 million voters were purged from the rolls between 2016 and 2018 alone. So double check to make sure you're still on the voter rolls. You know, make a plan to vote, um, whether that's requesting an absentee ballot or vote by mail ballot, whether it's voting early in person or on election day, know how you're going to get there, know where your polling place is, because it's critically important that we all participate this year. And have your ID, the proper ID, make sure that you have your ID with you. Give them no excuses. Um, thank you so much both for joining me today. Mrs. Tina Lee Chapman, I appreciate you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.